0: Welcome to The Diving Pod. I'm Stephanie Sutton.
1: And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I am Aaron Rooney. And this episode is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Video replay, as we all know, is the most important tool we have in diving. And Sideline Scout is the best in the business. Uh, Poolside Live specifically lets me delay video on a replay. And it lets me customize my time rewind it slow motion frame by frame to get those fine details uh my favorite part about it you don't have to rely on school's spotty wi-fi like a lot of these apps do these days so make sure you get on sidelinescout.com check out their poolside live uh it's worth every single penny it's absolutely unbelievable you're using an apple tv so the controller is super fun to use and easy to use and I'm telling you, it's the best thing that you'll uh, that you'll invest in for your your pool and for your program. So.
2: So now we get to jump right in here and I am going to brag for you for a minute because I know you probably will not do that for yourself. So not only is Steph an amazing coach, Steph is probably one of the most decorated female Division two divers in the history of Division two diving. So we're super excited to have you. But can you let the listeners know a little bit about your diving career, Um, you know, where you're from and then where you ended up going to college and and some of your accolades a little bit?
0: Yeah. um, So actually, I started as a swimmer and I was we have a lot of summer programs around here and that's where I get actually a lot of our divers. Um, and I watched the diver go off the diving board and I looked at my mom, I guess the next day. And she told me, I said, yeah, swimming's boring. I need to go over there. So apparently I went over there and I actually just like threw my body off the board and did a one and a half. And the coach looked at me and said, you over here. And I said, oh, and I looked at my mom and I'm like, am I in trouble? She goes, no, apparently that's a good thing. Whatever you did. I was like, oh, sweet. So That was at eight years old, and I kept diving and I dove for the local teams here and in Virginia. Sorry, I didn't say that, Northern Virginia. And um, I was state champion for Virginia in 1996. And my first three years, Kristen Link, I'm sure everybody remembers Miss Kristen Link. She went to um, United Methodist and she was a very good diver. She won the Uh, our junior year. She was kind of my competition throughout high school. And then um, actually uh, wasn't highly recruited because I didn't have very good grades. Um, But Mike Westwood came about who was my coach at MDC at the time and said, you know, I have a perfect coach that would work for you. And he said, Clarion University is your school. And I said, "Okay, sure. And my mom's like, she needs to go to college and she loves to dive. So, you know, let's do it. So I uh, actually went on a small recruiting trip and we had dinner and talked and it was history from there. (laughs) Lots of history from there.
1: A lot of history. Good history. A lot of good history. That's for sure. Steph, I'd love to hear you talk about Division Two talk about the decision to go division two. You said you weren't highly recruited knowing, uh, kind of further down your, your diving career, how many national titles you won, what was the decision like to, to, you know, on division two and how did it prepare you for life and for coaching now?
0: Uh, actually <clears throat> great question because I use this a lot telling my kids now that I coach, um, I was, a big person that wanted to be more of a big fish in a little sea. Um, I was not a person who actually fed off of, you know, other good divers. Um, Not that it just didn't, you know, not what I needed, but it's just not something I wanted. I had my own self-motivation and I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew truly that my level was probably only a D2 level compared to a D1. Now I was doing the same dives as a lot of the D1 girls, Um, I was a bigger girl, you know, I was not, you know, 120 pounds. I was about 170. So, you know, that's not obviously not something you want in a diver, but in, you know, 1996 to 2000, I was jumping higher than a lot of the men. So that was one of the one things that was a big key back then. So, um, but I just, the, the atmosphere plus the school, it was smaller, um, not being a good Student, I actually ended up being a very good student there because it was more one-on-one with the teachers, professors, and it just it was more me. Um, a lot of you know less people, and it's just what I wanted—smaller.
2: Yeah, that's that's spot on. It's like neat to hear that, though, because we we talked about it before. Like I was the same way. Like I did not have good grades, and I made the mistake to go D one for me. That was a mistake for me. Came back and you know, Rovat, he's like, get good grades. That's the number one goal here. And what do you know? Like, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm not a complete idiot. Cause I did pretty well at the end. But um, so speaking of Rovat um, you know, your coach in high school mentioned he had the perfect coach for you and the perfect program um, for as much as you're able to share the appropriate stories. What was it like to dive for Rovat in those early years um, at Clarion.
0: You know, to be honest, it's the atmosphere. Um, It's the atmosphere that Rovat made uh, with all the members and just in general. And I knew that no matter what, I could go to him and ask him anything, whether it was about school or him yelling at me because I was out too late at the (laughs) bar or coming into practice still a little hungover. Um, you know, but I knew that that's, you know, we made very good, you know, connection, Uh funny story. I came in quite a bit in the morning, pretty hungover. And, um, he said, you know what Sutton, I've had enough you're spinning. I go, okay, no problem. (laughs) And I get up and I spin and he goes, you are such a B word. I don't know if I'm a bitch. And I said, (laughs) why? He goes, you just put one of the best lists together I've ever seen. I can't believe you. I said, well, challenge accepted. Can I come back next week? He goes, shut up Sutton. That's enough. So that was something actually I couldn't say in, you know, my (laughs) hall of fame one, but (laughs) that's
2: awesome. That's that's awesome.
0: It, It is. It's just, again, it's just the complete and utter atmosphere that he brings in, you know, Just the, the team, to be honest, um, you know, the the guys that we were with, they were constantly teasing us, but it was a good thing. It was like little brother, big sister type, you know, just the, and it was awesome. I mean, the trips and I was horrible at math and we passed a sign one time and coach goes, look Sutton, it's your type of math. And it said two plus two is 14. And I said, (laughs) yeah, that's about it. said yeah because yeah, my math was horrible <laughs> but I said yeah coach I know so you know but that was that was it I mean that was the best part about it is we could just have fun and constantly be with each other you know good stuff he It sounds like not much has changed <laughs>
2: yeah on, on it, honestly Steph's like telling these stories and I'm sitting here and I go I, I always tell our divers like I'm obviously I'm biased but I'm like there's just something special about clarion diving. Like you come there, you, you work your butt off, but you probably have just as much fun, if not more fun than most teams in America. And it's like that work hard, play hard mentality. And it's like the coach is there to cheer you on. And sometimes you need a kick in the butt and sometimes you need a hug. And it's important to know which one you need. And the coach doesn't always get it right, but uh, it just, it's just nice to hear like that culture you guys had, was very much the same culture we had in 2010 to 2014. And I'm seeing these young, young student athletes now do the exact same thing. And I'm like, ah, like, it's just something special about this place, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I'm, I will never regret it. And I told my husband the other day, I actually wish I was back in college sometimes just to either don't, I don't want the classes, the you know, yeah. forget that. And I just have the rest of it.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
1: So, okay. Speaking of work hard, play hard, I know you guys, I I just kind of want to take this moment just myself because both of you are national champions and I'm just little old me was top eight a couple of times, but seventh and eighth, not first. So, tell us, Steph, what's the difference between being a national champion and being simply an All American? And I'm totally poking fun at myself, but seriously. Like there's gotta be that extra level. And, and, and can you talk about that?
0: Um, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm actually very blessed to be four-time national champion and eight-time All-American. Um, I was two-time diver of the year, athlete of the year. Um, and then they had top 25 athlete uh, for NC two A's, um, within the, 25 years. And I think it was like from 2000 on or so, I mean, sorry, from 2014 and on, but, um, and I was honored to have that one. I don't know. Um, It was, you know, I got second place my first two years. And when they, um, I dove against a young lady named Mary um, and she did a pike list and something now that I teach my kids is if you can't do a tuck list correctly, you shouldn't be doing a pike one. So Uh, she did and she did it okay, but I was doing my tuck list for seven and a half and eights and she was doing her pike list for, you know, four and a half some fives. So, but there was two other dives that she did that were great. And then, you know, I looked at Rovat and I'm like, yeah, I'm not finishing second again. It's not happening. What do we need to do? So, you know, we buckled down and I think he tricked me because he brought in another diver, Amanda, and she was doing full out in front three and a half. And I'll be honest, we were in, uh, Fort Lauderdale at training and I was trying to learn full out, trying, trying, trying. All I ended up doing was double, double. I, I don't know why I have no clue. All I did was double, 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 double. He's like, forget it. He's like, let's just keep working gainer twister. I'm like, good. Cause I like that so much better. And then front three and a half, I just kept sucking my knees up. I just couldn't get the start. So my front two and a half pike, you know, it went for eight and a half nines. So I just said, Hey, I'll stick with it. But she pushed me. Now we were great, you know, very good friends, but it worked out where it was enough where I was like, okay, I needed that little bit of a push, which I've never needed before. It was always self-motivated. So it was nice to have that little bit of change, but to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I think it's an honor to have both. Um, but it's definitely a blessing to be a national champion (laughs) for sure. So you had touched on it and I was going to go into it. This is a little bit
1: of a blast from the past and just a really cool, I don't know that you're aware of this, but I'm from Minnesota and I went to St. Cloud State University and I knew <laughs> Mary was the national champion to your second place. And then I knew that that it flipped. So there's always been a healthy St. Cloud State and Clarion rivalry dating back to your time. And then now fast forward, Heath was battling with a couple of my teammates, Luke and Chris, and all, all, all it seems that there is at these two schools is, is champions. And I, I'm not even going to pretend to put St. Cloud in the same class as Clarion. There's been way more on the Clarion side. But talk about that rivalry with Mary. Talk about what, what it finally, you know, when you, when you took second, you said, I'm not losing again. Was that a good thing for you? And how did that all play out?
0: uh it was good and believe it or not um when i did win my junior year mary actually was my biggest fan um she she really was she was so supportive and I, she's like you know stuff i can't believe the change and i'm thinking to myself i didn't change i just became stronger or you know like i didn't feel like i just did much different i just was more solid i guess um, but no, I mean, I remember the rivalry with St. Cloud was huge with us. And it used to always be um, wasn't it IU IU something, IU
1: IU P-U-I? No, Maybe
0: there was I another know. IU. I don't know. But anyways, there used to be another one that when I first got there, but then Saint Cloud started coming and kicking our butts. So then it was like, okay, so then that was more of the St. Cloud. But yeah, um, but she she did. She was actually a big fan of it. And then when I won my senior year, it was just nice because she was there. She was really supportive. It was good. That's awesome.
2: Yeah that that's great. Honestly, it, it's like neat hearing you say that because we were talking before this, and it's like there's always just been that good friendship. But it's it's a good rivalry. Like it really is. It's a hell, It's like a rivalry in all the best ways, and really none of the worst ways.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Right. So so I. So now we're going to kind of jump into your coaching career. So I knew that you graduated from Clarion and then I had always known when I finally got to Clarion, I knew Steph Sutton is this like larger than life character in terms of like the things you were doing with your club team and the coaches that you were working alongside, you know, can you fill that gap from graduation to getting to where you are now? Um, How was the transition and how is coaching going right now? Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah, um, let's see after I did my last dive, um, my j- senior year, I knew it was it and I cried. Um, I was so burnt and just so stressed, f- you know, to the max of just doing it for so long. So I told my mom, she's like, so do you know, you, you want to coach back at home? And I said, Nope, I'm not looking at a diving board. I'm not looking at chlorine. I'm not looking at anything ever again. So, uh, actually ended up being at a pool, one of the summer pools and my old, uh, age group coach, Bill York came up to me and said, Hey, I really need somebody to coach, please, please, please. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to it's on a Sunday. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, fine. So that just got me hooked back into it all over again. So, um, that was in 2004 And I worked for him from 2004. And then in 2007, John Appleman took over the program and bought the program and we named it Dominion Dive Club. Um, And that's when I started doing, you know, more part time. And then I started getting into it a little bit more. Um, I was very blessed, though, because John really, even though he's younger than me, and I hope he listens to this because it's going to be funny. Um, even though he's younger than me, he actually taught me quite a bit. Um, We were a perfect group because he had at the time, a lot of the technical parts and, you know, more of the brain for, you know, the diving. And then I was more of the, as they always said, the mama figure or the mental figure for the kids, you know, he would do this. And then I'd say, okay, well, let's work on the mental part of Ola. But I learned a lot throughout all of it. So, you know, going to meets, he, I would just tag along and just kind of sit next to him. And he's like, Hey, this is Stephanie Sutton. I'm like, hi. And, you know, I owe that to him because I literally sat there and just listened to everybody just absorbed as much as I possibly could absorb and techniques or, you know, ideas. And, um, to be honest, a lot of it is straight up trial and error. Um, you know, I, got to work with Kenny Armstrong. Um, I've got to work with Tracy bird, another great female coach who, if you want to another one, you should talk to, uh, Mandy Eby, of course, um, we are two peas in a pod and a uh, many, many more that I'm probably sure that I'm forgetting and that I should think, but those are the main, you know, three or four that I've done, you know, and then I've been very blessed to have Jenny Brown as my assistant and us to believe it or not, finish each other's sentences. And she says, Oh my God, I was just thinking that, or I was just thinking that. So it's actually worked to make the team, you know, great. And, you know, we work really well together. And I love the fact that, you know, I'm not a big person on this is female male type thing. Um, or, I'm sure people are going to be mad at me or equality. You know, however, I am you know glad to be someone who has been you know honored with certain things. You know, Tr- Tracy and I were the first two women to ever be a head a coach going to a Grand Prix. Um, I was one of the first female coaches ever named to be world head coach in 2017 16. So. Um, you know, it's been great because it's, we need more regardless because I love you all men, but you all don't think like us. So when we can all work together and put our minds together, it's huge. So, you know, it's, it's really good. And my whole team here is fantastic. My, I wouldn't be able to do it without any of them.
2: Yeah. I, so when we were at nationals this summer, I would call Aaron every night after we were done and everything and I I vividly remember telling Aaron, it was, we were watching, I think it was prelims, and your girls were diving on three meter, and I was like, Aaron, it was the coolest thing ever, I'm sitting there next to Steph Sutton, Jen, and then John Appleman was there, and you like had given a correction, and John like kind of challenged you on it, and I'm like, it was just so neat to be a fly on the wall, because I told Aaron, I go, that had to be every day at practice for her when she was working with him, and I'm like, I now see why she has this knowledge and why she can do the things she does. And and at one point uh, there was another coach. It's like, Oh, I saw you sit next to Steph. And I said, yeah, I said, it was really fun. And they literally go, you need to listen to her. She's definitely one of the best coaches in America. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like that people think of you like that. And, and I think it's really, really awesome. Um, You know, kind of to to look at like your overarching coaching philosophy, what would you kind of describe your coaching philosophy as?
0: So um, to be honest, I tell myself every day to go in, you know, I don't have goals specifically for myself. It's more for the kids, of course. Um, But I am more on teaching these kids about life and respect, and just in general of things, because not all of them are going to be diving for the rest of their lives, you know? So um, John and I started a rule, which I think started back in elite with Ohio State, but we started a rule that when you walk in, you shake each coach's hand and you say hello. And then when you leave, you shake each other coach's hand and you say thank you. I added the rule that when your parents drop you off before you get out of the car, you have to thank you or you wouldn't be there. And then when you get in the car, the parents need to say, how was practice? They need to say, thank you for picking me up. But that needs to be the end of the conversation. (laughs) So um, but my philosophy is, is every day um, I try to make myself better by trying different things and learning more about my kids. Because the more I learn about them and I'll say it over and over again, and that's the one thing that Dave did is he knew how he ticked. Yeah. You know, we knew what made us a good diver or what we needed. Yep. Um, you know, for example, um, I'm coaching Max Weiner now and he just did really good in Pan Ams. And he looked at me and he said, you know, Steph, he goes, I've never in my life heard a coach say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at it. Let's figure it out. And I'm like, well, I don't, I said, so let's figure it out together. I, you know, and I said, but that, I feel like that's, what's made me one of the good coaches is I listen to other people and then I go, well, they said this and that didn't quite work. So let me try this or I'll look flat out and say, all right, swing quicker or push later. And I'm like, yeah, well, that didn't work. All right. So let's try this. But the minute Kenny told me one time, Kenny Armstrong told me the one time you think that you're the best coach on this earth, there's a time you need to retire. So, um, that's really my coaching philosophy, teaching the kids respect, teaching them everyday life things and me making myself better to make them better every day.
2: Awesome. It's amazing. Huh? Yeah, I love that.
0: So let's talk
1: Dominion dive club. How many champions? How many Olympic trials divers? I want you to brag a little bit. Let's let's get a plug for Dominion going.
0: <laughs> so um, we've had thirty-five individual national champs, and this is all since two thousand seven. Um, Fifty-eight different athletes qualifying for national championships, whether it be um, seniors or juniors. And I'm cheating by looking at my cheat sheet. Don't think I actually remember any of this. <laughs> That's um, okay. um, i've had nine state champions virginia state champs um i've had six junior world qualifiers and then i'm just going to say there's multiple people that have gone to pan ams um junior or senior pan ams uh i've been very blessed to 2016 i had three divers and then to this past um Olympic trials, even though they were in college, they're still mine. And I had six also at that time. So, um, have been really awesome. And then I, like I said, for, you know, this year we've we've been very good. We're actually on a waiting list. I just don't have the pool time, but, um, we've got a lot of kids and, you know, Olympic years tend to be really good because it, you know, everybody's like, well, I want to go, I want to start diving. And then, you know, as it dwindles and then the Olympic year again. So yay, hopefully since it's three years, it'll be even more, but, um, we've been good. And, you know, I have to say it's, it's been awesome. And, you know, I wake up every day, you know, everybody's like, you know, you need to do a workout. And I said, you know, I spend three hours on a workout and then I get to practice and I don't do it because we start with the first like three things. And then I'm like, yeah, Am I allowed to say the kids' names on here? Yeah. Because they yeah, don't know the right? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, you know, because of, I don't know the rules. Yeah. Anyways, so I'll be like, Ellie, you know, we're working on like gainers or something. And I'm like, yeah, never mind. You're going to do gainers standing for the next 25 minutes. We're not doing anything else. As to where I just spent two hours doing a whole workout for everybody. But so I end up having just a small little thing, and I'll say, like, Ellie, let's work on gainer starts. And then, you know, Sam needs to work on front takeoffs or whatever. And then I kind of throw stuff at them, you know. um, But that's the best way for me because I just can't do a workout because I never stick with it. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I you know that goes off topic from dominion but those is just what i do
1: Well, that's that's kind of nice for me to hear that because i heath and i have ever so slightly different styles i know he is a lot more structured than i am when it comes to workouts and i don't write anything at all i i just say all right our whole team our weakest category is twisters we're gonna do twisters on tuesday uh, as a whole team and then you know each individual day varies based on how much time we have before our next meet. Uh, but it's like, well, let's see. I think this athlete, we're going to do reverses today. Uh, you do inwards and you know, that kind of thing. It was, it's, it's nice to hear that. Cause every once in a while, Heath will call me and like, dude, I'm so excited about this. Listen to all this. And I'm like,
0: yeah, I don't do any of that.
2: <laughs>
0: well, Yeah, well, I did for a little bit and that was it. No
2: but, no, but see, that's like the secret to it. Aaron is I write all this workout out. And then I'll have one of my athletes that I'm like, what the heck are you doing? You can't even do a takeoff for reverse one half pike. Well, it looks like we're doing standing reverses. So <laughs> it all changes. That's the secret. Exactly. I just don't tell you it all changes. Exactly. And it's like, if I get to stick to a workout and the kids get through it, that's usually a good day. And it's like, Oh, that was fun. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to deviate a little bit. Um, cause I know you had talked about not only the coaching side of things, but what is it like to run the business, especially since you said you're not that good at math.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) um, you know, it's, it's actually for me, um, I, you know, it was very easy for John because he actually went to school for business. So when John ran it, he was very meticulous and had things, you know, done the specific way and all this. And then when I took it over, I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to do this. I just, my brain doesn't think that way. So, um, you know, I just, I found a way to be able to still be able to run the business and be able to coach, but there is such a hard way because I find that there were so many times that I had to take care of the business where I couldn't coach and it just was too much. Um, it wasn't fair to the kids because, you know, they come for me to be able to work with them or my other coaches to be able to work with them. You know, that's why they're there. Um, you know, all of our, for the most part, I've had, you know, 15 kids get D1 scholarships at big schools. So, you know, that's another thing we want to make sure. So it's very tough. Um, and I actually had to end up, um, I don't know, I guess it's subbing it out to someone to help me. So I still run the business side part of it, but they actually help me when it comes to the registration. And, you know, I still deal with the money, have an accountant because yeah, there's no way, I'd be able to make sure some of the bills are paid. I mean, I know how to pay my bills, but, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't know if she'd be like, Steph, why are you paying this? I don't know. What it says to pay it. I'm just supposed to. I, I don't know if it's the right amount, um, but it's tough, um, you know, but you have to figure out a way. And, you know, I've actually been able now to be able to coach more. Um, and, you know, this, I found a person who's been fantastic and just doing a lot of the back part of the work um, for me, just registrations and emails. Cause that was taking most of my time, you know, the other stuff I can deal with, but, you know, I get over 40, some emails a day from a parent's parents, just asking questions or what to do. And, you know, Jenny, um, Brown has come up with an awesome thing and we hand it out to the parents every day, every, you know, beginning of the year. And it says 10 things that parents need to do as a dive parent. So, and that's great. It just says, be encouraged, let us do our job. So it's a polite way of saying, please, if you're paying us to do this job, let us do it. You know, we understand you want to ask questions. That's fine. But, you know, I do what I do because I do it. And I tell the kids all the time, there's a method to my madness. I promise you it will work. So, but yeah, I mean, it's tough because again, I just want to coach, you know, (laughs) I just want to sit on deck and coach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, you had mentioned it about your athletes kind of moving on and going to these schools and D one schools and scholarships. What's that like for you as the club coach, you know, as you and, and Jenny kind of bring these kids up and you see them grow up and you help develop them as, as young adults, and then you see them go away. What is that? What's that like for you? And then obviously when they come back, what's that like for you?
0: I might piss a lot of people off, but um, <clears throat> You know, I'll be honest, there's coaches, there's a lot of college coaches out there that know where these kids really come from. Um, And then there's some coaches, college coaches out there that take all the credit. Um, I don't need the credit because deep down those kids know where they came from. And it's all about getting them to that point, because obviously I can't get them any further because I don't have the full facilities that they need. Um, But yeah, it does kind of sometimes dagger when you know you're seeing your kid up there or you know an Olympian or just a national champion, you know, anyway. Or, but it's like I said, it's, you know, some coaches do. And I get a lot of texts, you know, thank you. They've done great, you know. And I guess that's also one of my goals is is I when I send these kids to Clarion, you know, I want them to be like, they've got great basics. They're coming from Dominion Dive Club. I want that kid. So, you know, that's another one, I guess, my coaching philosophies is, you know, I want to get them to the point where it allows me and I know they're going to leave me, but again, you know, and then they come back, I have to be honest, I don't think, see, since I've owned the program in 2014, I don't think there's a single kid except for maybe two or three that don't come back at least practice during breaks or visit or just come and hang out or you know we all there's quite a few there's about four or five of us that always go out to lunch during Christmas. So there's a restaurant called Santini's that's around here. <laughs> so awesome. we all go to Santini's because that's the place we all like to used to go eat together. So but yeah that's awesome. I mean it's yeah it's awesome.
2: <laughs> that's yeah that's that that's awesome to hear. Honestly. You said, send them to Clarion. We still have to get one of those divers from Dominion Dive Club here. The problem is you make them too good. So they all go division one. That's the problem. <laughs> um,
0: no, I have actually, actually I have quite a few that are still pretty good um, that are looking for small schools. And trust me, the first one I give them is you and Clanton. Nice, so, nice. That's exciting. They're just, they're just not like us, Heath. They don't want that small, small country, hometown type place.
2: <laughs> hey, that that's okay. I always say, you know, Robat taught us well and it's like rule number one when you recruit kids to clarion make sure they understand i want you to come be a clarion diver you're not coming here because of anything else you know that the college exactly. is great and they'll get a great education but you have to want to be in clarion probably the same way as like you have to want to be at saint cloud yeah um, very similar very similar so, so one i'm <laughs> one i am really excited for you to elaborate you touched on a little bit earlier what are the challenges you've had as a woman in the coaching field? And you said it really well, like, there's a lot more men than there are women. How do we get more women? What challenges have you faced? Um, just things like that. Things that you think men don't realize because we're stupid. (laughs)
0: Um, I've actually been, you know, I've been very lucky, uh, because like I said, I've been the first woman to do the junior worlds as a head coach named as a head coach. And, you know, Tracy and I were, again, one of the first women to be in a Pan Ams. Um, I don't, um, I would say, and I could be wrong, but uh, when I first started, it was more of kind of like, you know, do, do they know what they're talking about? Or are you sure you understand what you're talking about? Um, but I, you know, seeing more and more women coaches, it's great. Um, I like the fact that more of us are getting into it. And I say that because it's more of for the divers, not necessarily for us coaches, because again, there's sometimes where there's a lot of kids who just don't click with the male coaches. So, um, and not because they're bad or not because it's just, it doesn't click. If you ask anybody, they're going to tell you that I don't like coaching girls. I was always just because. And I'll be honest, I, I, you know, it was before because every girl that I specifically had cried and whined and I don't put up with it. I just, it's not who I was. And I'm like, you know, let's come on, you know, so I pushed them aside to somebody else where, and it was pushing them aside because we didn't get along. It wasn't because that diver was not good. I knew that that diver was not going to succeed with me because of the conflict we had together. Um, now the past three or four years, Jenny's like, we need more girls. We need more girls. And I'm like, okay, now I've got four girls who are, one is getting ready to go to winners. The other one just had a scholarship for UNC. So, you know, we're doing much better with it. And to be honest, it's taught me how to be more open. It's taught me how to have more patience, um, how to learn and try to figure out, what, again, makes that kid tick? Um, and the biggest thing, and I know, John, I'll tell you a hundred million times, and even Jenny, is patience for me. So, you know, from probably 2014 to 2017, everybody would look at me and say, she's loud and she's mean. So from 2018 until now, I don't know if it's necessarily older or if it was just, you know, everything that went on that I learned more about myself that made me a better coach to be able to help the kids. So it was learning more about them and just opening up. But um, to answer your question, I think that a lot of the men in our sport right now are actually pretty good. Um, They're, you know, really open for us and and willing to work. That's just the one thing though, whether you're a female or male that I feel is wrong with our sport is the fact that we don't share enough information we yes. need to start working more together to make us a great country instead of, oh, I have this technique I'm not going to show you. As to where, you know, Mandy, John, Jenny, me, Tracy, um, Kenny, all of us, you know, we share videos. I can't figure it out. What the heck are they doing? Can you just just tell me? Like, help me, you know? Um, but if you look at Jeff Bro, Jeff Bro goes, no. I'm going to figure it out myself because that's the way that he is now. Now, on the other hand, um, if I'm sitting next to Jeff, bro, and I'm looking at him and I said, what in the frick is she doing? I just don't get it. Help me. They'll say blah, 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 blah you know, so Jeff bro will help you and he'll talk to you and he'll work with you. Um, you know, but on the same hand, he's not going to sit there and give you, but still it back to the point where I just feel like us as coaches need to come together and find a way, you know, back when I first started, they were doing a bunch of the, um, U S stuff where they would go to, you know, everybody would go to certain places and you did training and you did all that. Well, before John, uh, left us, and actually, Katie Hazelton left us. We had there was Ohio State Dive Club, my club, Pitt MDC, and Duke, and we would all go to each location, and all of us would coach other the other kids. So we wouldn't coach our kids; everybody else would coach the other kids, and it was just great because they would hear it probably the exact same thing we said over five hundred times, but they said it differently. And I told them, I don't care if you say it in Greek, as long as they understand it. It doesn't matter whether it came from you or me or somebody else. I just want them to understand it and make the right correction.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it's funny you say that because Robat stopped by the pool on Friday. He was dropping off a banner and. And he's sitting around and I'm working on front two and a half tuck with our one female athlete. And I literally told her, I said, I want you to get your arms up higher and have your head up on the throw. So your head can be up on the bottom on your entry. That's word for word. Exactly what I said to her. She does it again. Her head's down. Doesn't get her arms up. Rovat looks at her and says, I need you to get your head up more when you throw. And she goes, oh, okay. I go, I just told you that. <laughs> And you, you did it for him. And she's like, you didn't say that. And Rovat goes, he literally said the exact same thing to you. And I'm like, oh, like, That's it, but, who, but who cares? Yep. Like, as long as she did it, um, you know, honestly, 100%. after after sitting here and chatting with you and hearing what your philosophy is, I have to share the story from Nationals where um, one of your young men, uh, he's one of the twins. I asked, what's it like diving for Steph Sutton? And he like looked at you and he 100% was scared to answer at first. And you're like, I'll walk away. And so you walked away and he paid you one of the best compliments. I think an athlete could say, he said, Steph is really tough on us, but she's tough on us in the way that I need as a young man. And I'm like, that's really cool that your kids like get that. And one, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, why are you scared to say that in front of her? She knows she's tough on you.
0: So, so that's the one thing I get, I get quite a bit, you know, I'm intimidating um, to the kids and I don't mean to be, it's just, you know, I, I am sometimes mean, you know, I, and, and what I mean by mean is if I look at them and I'm like, I already told you three times, this is what you need to do. And it's just that like strong voice. It's not, you know, badgering them. It's not telling them they're the worst kid ever. It's just a strong voice, you know? So But I mean, again, I know which kids I can say that to. And I know which kids I can't because some of them just shut off. You know, I learned quick. Well, I didn't learn quickly. I just know that like Max Weinrich is not that type of kid. You have to stay a little upbeat and positive. And I'm pretty sure it was probably Nick who you talked to. Um, Mm -hmm. He's the type though, like he said, he's the one I have to look at and be like, are you done? All (laughs) right. Are you just going to fix it? Can we do it sometime today? Or what the hell are we doing? but you know, I know that I can do one for the other. So, yeah, but that's part of, you know, learning about yep. our kids and I say it the way they tick. Yep. I was just, I was just
1: going to ask something along those lines. It just seems like this day and age coaching and athletes are different than they were when you were an athlete. I know Dave Robat's coaching style, and I know your coaching style is probably eerily similar. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I know what I kind of go through in the high school scene, especially with the young females in the high school scene. My question is, how has it changed? And what do you as a coach have to do now to, I guess, kind of reel it in
0: at times, you know, that that's kind of where I would go with it. So (laughs) that's a very good question because back in our day, Heath, when we were with (laughs) coach Robot. Um, he's retired, so I can't get him in trouble, right? <laughs> but <laughs> nah. he used to tell us, okay, well, he used to tell us, you know, stop looking down at your chest. Weren't quite using those words, but, you know, we knew that that was just stop looking at your suit, you know, like, come on, kick yep. and looking up or whatever. Um, And I'll be honest, you know, I used to say little things at the same time, you know, like stop looking at your belly button or, you know, reach and look at your hands or open your hips. And, you know, it got to a point where I, on all of us, unfortunately had to change our words because all of our words can be turned into something that they weren't. So, um, we've had to, especially me, um, because of what happened to me, I had to figure out how to change my wording so that it wasn't drawn into something that it, you know, wasn't. Um, and, you know, there's a way that you can say things to kids. And, you know, unfortunately, these days, the kids get like stupid humor to where some people may say that that's not appropriate, but you can't now anymore because yeah. it's not allowed, I guess is the word, um, yeah. you know, and it's unfortunate that, you know, things have to be changed, but you know, it's time and it's going to, and, you know, we've learned how to say things that we need to say and still make it funny to the kids to understand, I guess, if that makes sense without trying to go, you know, (laughs) too crazy, I guess.
2: What also has to be so different? Cause like you said, like that was a way for you to get a correction from your coach. And it was like, Oh, you're right. I am looking down my suit and I'm not looking where I'm supposed to. Look. And it's like, it's funny. Like, and, it, and it's a shame that you kind of lose a little bit of that, but it, it brings me back to even when I was in high school with Kenny Bedford, I, I literally just got done telling my athletes about this on Friday. I always would bend my arms when I circled through and he said, come here. And I, I don't think my parents can get in trouble. I'm an adult now. But the first practice I ever went to when my mom picked me up, she walked in and she said to Ken, she goes, you can hit my child. She's like, you 100% have permission to hit my child because she's like, I know he's stupid. So I bent my arms and he goes, come here real quick. And I said, oh, cool. He goes, straighten your arms out. And he grabbed my wrist and he wound up and he smacked me right in like the crook of my arm. And it was black and blue within seconds. And he goes, I bet you won't bend your arms now. And I said, nope, I will not bend my arms now. And then I did it again and he smacked me again. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh, you definitely couldn't do that back then. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But but I look back at it and it's like, yeah, it's probably not how you're supposed to coach, but it worked. So
0: well, and then that's the thing though, like these kids these days, they understand, like that's like I'm saying, they understand stupid little things. Yeah. And if you're saying reach, get your arms through sooner, you know what I mean? They're gonna that just, you know. Somebody once told me the kids only listen to the, to the five last words that you say to them. Yeah. You know, if you're giving them this big long correction, they're not listening to it. It's Charlie yeah. Brown, and then jump high now or whatever. You know, whatever yeah. made the correction may be. So, you know, but if you're telling the kid, you know, stop looking at your logo on your yep. suit, they're like, yep. <laughs> I'm looking at my logo on my suit. <laughs> they remember it because they giggled and you made it fun. Yep. You know, so that's just. You know, you have to find a way to do it that hopefully people don't turn into being a bad thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to get into some of our signature questions here, Steph. What's your favorite failure
0: or just your best learning experience? Favorite failure and learning experience. Um, so, I yeah, uh, I don't know if this really is one, but I was at a meet one year and. Manuel Borowski, he made his first worlds. This kid, long story short, should not have been (laughs) diving. He was not, he was a little chunky thing. He wasn't very good. I looked at him and I'm like, you know what? I'm making you a world diver. Let's go. So, believe it or not, after a lot of yelling, we figured out ADD stuff. Um, He had ADHD and ADD or whatever. So, it actually, you know, throughout all of it, he ended up seventh his first year in worlds. So, um, this was sorry. He started with me eleven, so fourteen or fifteen. He was at worlds and got seventh, um, but we were at world trials, and he ended up failing his reverse twister, falling off the board on one meter, and I screamed really loud and walked around the other side of the pool. And I guess that's not really a failure, but it was like one of my most embarrassing moments. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that in front of all these people. And when I came back on, they're like, we're surprised you didn't do more stuff. Like you didn't throw a chair or if you didn't knock anybody out. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I really that bad? Holy crap. I'm like, goodness <laughs> gracious. But that was like one of my, I guess, I don't want to say, fail. I guess failures are embarrassing moments. I, I don't really know, you know, but um, I don't know if I have failures because to be honest, I feel like all of my, I don't think they're failures. I think they're lessons learned on what I need and how I need to do things better. So I don't yeah. always see them as failures.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yep, that, that's kind of the whole purpose of that, that
0: question is, you know,
1: that sparked from a young age from myself was if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. You're not pushing yourself and you're not getting better and you're just, you're comfortable. And I just don't like the feeling of being comfortable. I always want to be pushing. I always want to be getting better. And failure is part of that. And so I don't see, similar to you, failure as a bad thing. It's just a lesson learned. And how can you get better at that af- after that? Um, so next question here, you are in the club system. So we like to ask this of the club coaches, what can USA Diving do to improve? Just a blanket statement. <laughs>
0: um, Ooh, that, that's a stupid ended question right there. Um, actually, you know, after everything that USA Diving is do- has gone through, I guess, um, and what they've put me through, um, I think that, you know, Dan Lack is actually doing a really good job in trying to get this system back on its feet. Um, they've got to get more uh, sponsors. They've got to get more money into it so that, again, we can get back to allowing, you know, coaches and divers to be able to go to not just Indiana University or Purdue University or Miami or wherever, have them going different, you know, areas of the country to be able to learn and to do stuff, you know, just more camps, more being opportunity, you know, that's the one thing that I think throughout this whole diving career for me is I've been blessed to have the opportunity to work with like John Appleman and, you know, finding Jenny Brown and, and Mandy and Kenny and everybody. Um, but I can't have to name Katie Hazleton is the other one. Um, pit coach. Awesome. Great, great one. Another one you might want to talk to. Um, but she, uh, you know, all of them boils down to just being able to be blessed. But there's not all of the coaches out there that have been able to have that opportunity. So those coaches also need to be able to have that opportunity to go back to once again, where we all can become a great nation together and not just two or three or four programs. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh, so kind of a goofy question that's not mm-hmm. on here. Had, have you ever thought about college coaching at all, Steph?
0: Actually funny. Um, in 2000, when did we buy our house, honey? We bought our house in 2018 and UVA had just lost their coach and I got offered the UVA job right then and there. Boom. He's like, I want you now. And literally had just built the house and just getting ready to move my husband's parents in. And I was like, oh, I was like, because that would be a really awesome job. It's really only two and a half hours away but you know i didn't want to be away too much and so i have um i was offered it at the time it just wasn't right and um i don't know if i want to follow those certain rules to be completely honest because i don't know if i could and it's right. not because i don't want to it's just i may sit talk to somebody and be like stephanie you can't do that i'm just having a caring cur- a conversation with somebody I, you know what i mean so and i'm a little bit like rovat when it comes to that oh uh, what the beep ever (laughs) I'm you know I'm gonna do what I want so but um I would love to maybe but right now I'm you know happy and enjoy my little bits and you know doing pretty good so
2: yeah Yeah, pretty good's definitely an understatement so what is your (laughs) your favorite drill to do with your kids it can be dry land or water whatever you prefer your favorite drill
0: So actually I came up with this probably somebody else gave it to me and I modified it. Um, so everybody asks me why my kids have such good hurdles and I'll be completely honest. My kids don't do hurdles until like January. They're like, how are they so good if you're not having them do it until January? Because, um, so what I have them do is I have them, we have five steps. The first one is on your end of the board and I want them to kill their bounce. So they'll get on the board and they'll bounce and I want them to kill it so that their knees it almost like their knees buckle, but they don't buckle. And that is to get them to understand what Kenny always says is end loading so that you can learn how to feel the board underneath your feet to allow it to kip up. Because how many kids do you coach that end up pushing too early? 80% of them, right? Constantly. So that's one that we do. Then I have another one that they do that they're just standing there and they use the board with just their toes. They're not allowed to come up on their heels at all. They're just trying to move the board, pushing their toes down. Now, this is very hard to like, you're kind of going, what the hell are you talking about? But when you see it, but that is also so that they can feel the board underneath. Um, I had one kid, once he finally under this, he did it and he's like, oh my God, stuff!" I felt the board kick me straight up. And he finally wrote it. So it's that one. And then we do a two or three months full, uh, full of standing on the end of the board and modeling your hurdle, loading in arms through stand hurdle stick, loading in arms through hand start, you know, hurdle stick. And then they do one step hurdles. And then we do a crap ton of one bounce and then hurdle one bounce, then that's when we start doing our actually hurdles in January. So those are my, the biggest things because I'm a true believer. If you don't have a hurdle or a takeoff, then you might as well forget the dive because it's not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah, Although Mikey Hicks is one of the best that I've ever seen literally at a 35 degree angle and still be able to do a one Oh nine for eight and a half. I don't know how in the hell he did it, but man, that was pretty impressive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's awesome. Um, so now what is the best advice you have either given or received?
0: Um, it goes back to the best advice that from uh, Kenny was the minute you think that you know it all, then, you know, that's when you need to quit coaching. Um, and to be honest, the biggest advice I've learned from my mom, my mom was to be humble and be kind at all times, no matter what.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And I love best that. Advice
0: given? Best advice yeah. given to anybody. Don't be stupid.
2: No. Um, <laughs> good advice. <laughs> it's really good advice. We don't um, follow it too well, but it's good advice. Right.
0: Um, no, to, to my actually the best advice I think I do every day to give to my kids is you got to be happy. You need to to take care of yourself. And my always tell them you got to be able to control the controllable. You can't control stuff that's not in your realm to control. So I got the serenity prayer really big in our dry land center. So
2: that's awesome. I love it. Um, so you've already given us quite a few people that I've wrote down Tracy bird, Katie Hazleton. I wrote Dan lack. What other people do you think we should try to go after that you would want to hear interviewed?
0: John Appleman. Um, okay. I'll, I'll be honest. He um, is one of my best friends, and we grew up together, and he's going to hate me, but his nickname is Apple Bottom because his butt <laughs> is huge in a Speedo. Huge in a Speedo. He's going to kill me, and I love it. Um, but uh, even though he can be a little butthead sometimes, he's really got a lot of great knowledge um, in diving and just in general. Um, I, there's many times when I go to him and just ask and I'll say Jenny Brown, my assistant, um, she's a very knowledgeable young lady.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's awesome. Um, No, uh, you know, before Aaron kind of takes us out, I just really wanted to say thank you. You know, honestly, Steph, over the last, I mean, I feel like I've got to know you more over the last four months than I probably ever did before. And you you've always been this larger than life figure, I think, in clarion diving, whether you realize it or not. There are so many kids that come through this program that look up to you and admire you and hear some of the good and some of the bad stories. I feel sure from Rovat, you know, we, we got to hear about your uh, your song you picked and, and the explanation for it at times. And, um, you know, it's just it's been really, really a joy to get to meet you it was super fun for those of you that don't know steph mentioned she was a four-time national champion two four-time runner-up so you never finished lower than second in america in your college career and you just got in the hall of fame long overdue so happy that we could get that done but i'm super excited to continue to get to know you know you and learn from you and trust me i'll probably text you enough where you're gonna be like leave me alone already like figure it out on your own (laughs) so oh
0: please do please do
2: I'm always,
0: always free and love it because it not only teaches you, but it teaches me, you know what I mean? We both
2: learn together. So, and that's what it's all about. So, but thank you very much for, for being an open book, um, throughout the last four months and being willing to come on here. I know you get a little nervous with interviews, but we promised to be easy. So I hope it was,
0: it was, and thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm very blessed to be liked by so many people and I'm sure hated by many too, but (laughs) it's Okay. (laughs) <laughs> well, before we go, if you're out there on Instagram,
1: hit us up. We are at the diving pod and our Gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com. Uh, Cowlingrobards.com. They still have t-shirts and hoodies for sale. That's my family's business. You got to enter dive pod at checkout. That gets, uh, that gets me covering your shipping costs. So it's free to you, not free to me, but I'm happy to do it because I love the diving community and I love everything about this crazy sport. And um, once again, thanks to Steph. Thanks for coming on. We're going to get your info off air to get you a free t-shirt for coming on. That's just a, a way that we like to thank everybody. So thanks again. And we will see you next time.